Hey parents, Tim Wright here, as always, along with Dr. Michael Gurian up there in the Spokane, Washington area. Uh, this is the Wonder of Parenting podcast, a brain science approach to parenting. And we are going to be looking once again at your questions. I pulled these questions from our Facebook group. Uh, if you have not yet joined our Facebook group, you just go to Facebook and you search Wonder of Parenting. Uh, you hit join, and then you're a part of a closed group. It's a closed group. Uh, and what that means is only the people who have joined the group are seeing these posts. And it's a great site. There are almost a 1,000 people there parents posting questions and parents uh, posting in answers and thoughts. And every once in a while, I'll go through there and uh, see what uh, uh, what questions seem to have some traction or see what questions uh, seem to cause some confusion in terms of how do we answer this. And so I pulled a couple of them uh, today that we're going to talk about that, that are related to a topic we've talked about many times before. And that has to do especially with boys, but it can be true of girls, but especially toddler boys who start getting overly aggressive. So we're going to come back to that question here in a moment. Uh, Michael, tell us a little bit about Forge School, one of our great sponsors. Yes, the Forge School in rural Tennessee. uh, It's um, uh, treatment for boys, 14 to 17, so residential treatment, boys 14 to 17. And primarily right now they're taking... um, six six week to two month so it's called short term uh so these are boys who are having trouble in other environments uh it's a it has a great staff really they're really good at boy friendly education and boy friendly therapy uh so the forge school you can check them out on wonderofparenting.com and you can also learn uh, about our other sponsor that is the center of place of hope and dr greg jance up there with his uh great team uh one of the top clinics in the country for dealing with things like depression and anxiety and eating disorders. And you can learn more about them. The Center, the Place of Hope up in the Seattle area. Go to wonderparenting.com. And it's also at wonderparenting.com that you're going to find some of our resources and a place where you can post a question and submit a question to us. As soon as we get those, we put them in the queue and we get to them as soon as we can. And as I mentioned, we have had this question a few times, and it does show up on the Facebook page occasionally, and usually more so about boys than girls, and I'm sure Michael will have some reasons for that. Uh, But I want to read two of the questions. Uh, One's very short, and then the second one sort of gives an example of what the question's talking about. So the first question was, are toddler boy tantrums at all connected with testosterone levels? And I'll be interested in hearing from Michael on that. And then here's uh, a longer situation for one of the parents, and it seems to me to tie in to that first question. My son is two years old, and the last few days he started to express his opinion in a very surprising way for me and my husband, which I love, a two-year-old with opinions. That's fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Previously, he had tantrums only occasionally, but now he gets really angry two to three times a day. He starts to scream and cry and gets angry. And when we try to find out what's going on, he changes his opinion every 10 seconds. And we as parents are very confused what he really needs at that moment. Wow, I just thought about my youngest grandson. Uh, that That is him uh, a few years ago. Uh, he might start to cry because he wants to continue brushing his teeth. And then in a few seconds, he doesn't want that anymore. In a while, he wants it again, and then he doesn't. Um, we also try to change a little bit the topic, like doing something else instead of uh, that which he agrees to do. And in seconds, uh, he doesn't want to do it. My son can speak very well at his age. 
During a day, he can clearly say in words what he sees and does or what he wants at the moments so that I don't think the issue might be that he doesn't know how to say something. We studied how we as parents should behave and deal with these situations, staying calm, etc. But until now, we cannot find any other way to calm him down than raising our voice. I don't like that because I'm pregnant and it doesn't feel good at all. But we are so tired and desperate of these situations. <laughs> uh, any kind of advice you can help would be appreciated. Wow, that's really heartfelt. And uh, so, Michael, I I wrote, I wrote put these two together. I'm assuming they have some things in common. So mm-hmm. you start where you want to start, and then we'll go from there. Okay. I'll, um, uh, in terms of the, the first one-line question, are, are boy tantrums, do they have to do with testosterone? Well, I... Yes, yes, and no. I mean, yes, boys do have more testosterone than girls. That is an aggression chemical. Um, uh, it, it has an effect developmentally. Testosterone is having an effect in th- in three major bursts. Um, one is in utero, which is what sets up male and female brain to be different. Two is pre-puberty, so this would include a two-year-old. There is testosterone. It is flowing through. Some kids are higher testosterone. Um, than others, it can have an effect on on aggression, and therefore some somewhat a boy girl difference. Uh, then the third flood obviously is puberty and beyond adolescence. So testosterone can have an effect, and I want to say that also this is normal behavior too, right? It's, so it's toddler behavior, and not, we shouldn't necessarily think that it's absolutely connected to testosterone levels because it's tod- toddler behavior. So then, breaking that down, um, uh, let me let me first say that if this pattern were to continue for a, a long time, you know, like a number of months, and this is happening every day, I would I would get some professional, get someone to talk to you, parents, and look at this child and see if the child, what's what's creating an overload. Does the child maybe have some sensory integration issues? Is the child getting overstimulated? Is there a sensory overload that would have to do with this child's brain development? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Um, but let's say 
there isn't that, that there isn't any kind of brain disorder budding here. I would see this as within the range of toddler behavior. And so what it's what is happening is um, even though this boy is verbal, they, she says he can he can talk, he can identify it verbally. He's still pretty pre-verbal at two. Um, and so he can identify verbally what he's identified, but there's much more that he can't that's going on that he's not able to identify with the parents. Right. So I, I think that that's something to put in here and to think about. And tantrums are often the brain is, is pre-verbally or non-verbally trying to handle the overstim mm. and also trying to handle the normal toddler individuation that's happening where, where when we call it the terrible twos or the terrific twos, what we're talking about is a, is a brain that's been completely dependent, right, on primary caregivers uh, uh, and now is starting to individuate a bit and to say, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> I, I, I should control my own life a little bit. Right. Because it's grown enough that it's saying, huh, look at this world out here. I'm in this world. I have a self. I want more control. And so it's trying to take control. And um, so a way that it would might take control is by I'm going to brush my teeth. No, I'm not going to brush my teeth. You know, and that's the terrible twos part where where it's doing the separation and individuation behavior. And it goes on. It, it maybe doesn't hit your child who's listening till three or two and a half. It has hit this child at two. So if we're talking about normal behavior and we're not looking at a sensory overload or something like that, then then it would fit under that. And I don't worry about parents raising their voice. Um, if it's abusive and shaming, then it goes in a different category. I'm not hearing that happening here. What I'm hearing is the parents are overwhelmed. They raise their voice and their voice, their raised voice says to the child, "Uh oh, you know, OK, I got to back off a little uh, because they've raised their voice. And so it's a uh, it's OK. They're not ruining their child by raising their voice um, again, as long as it's not, you know, some shaming thing about how terrible the child is and which I don't think it is. The the child is going to learn some boundaries from this. The child is going to learn uh, uh the sum of the self, the child is at a certain point is going to become uncomfortable with this. You know, the reason these terrible twos don't last for five or 10 years is that the child's own brain gradually, it's a phase, the child's own brain gradually figures this out and figures, oh, I don't have to have a tantrum every time, you know. Uh, okay, okay, I can do that, you know, and okay, I'm going to pick my battles with my parents, right? And it just takes this child time. So um, so time is on the side of the parents. Strategically, I would watch for, uh, I would try this one thing, which is when the child is in the state, just totally back off. Like, don't even, you know, don't even raise your voice. Uh, just try this. See if this works. Um, don't try to get the kid to do his teeth anymore. You know, whatever it is that's thrown him into this state, back off of that thing and come back to it, you know, a half hour later. Um, because once he gets into this state where he is having this tantrum and doing all this arguing and so on, you know, this is a little two-year-old brain. It's like he's he's now off the charts. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so we can back we can back off we're not going to get much good by by yelling at him or by trying to force him to do his teeth right now or any of that we're not really going to get much from that because he's his brain is completely awash with with this angry chemistry it's totally in the amygdala you know 
or mainly in the amygdala. So the top of the brain ain't really working. So what we say to him isn't really going to have an effect for a while. So, you know, we back off for five or 10 minutes and then we come back to the task we want him to do. Uh, that's a strategy to try like for a week, just sort of try it and see, okay, has that cut back on our feeling of desperation, on our feeling of exhaustion with him? Is it or is that now dissipated? Because as soon as he hits a tantrum, we just make sure he's in a safe space and then we back off. Um, uh, and I think the last thing I'd say that hits me right off the spot is if this has started in the last few um, you know weeks, this two or two or three times a day, is does it follow anything like does it follow eating sugar? Does it follow uh, he's using a device? Uh, look for a pattern of what's been going on the last few weeks that wasn't going on before. It may be there's no pattern because it may be he simply has hit the terrible twos, you know, or the terrific twos. Um, but look for a pattern, especially around food or sugar or something like that, uh, or some other some other way in which he's overstimulated. Um, and then this follows that pattern. If so, then we can get rid of that stimulant, that food, you know, the thing that's overstimulating him, we can work on that because we figured out a pattern. But if there isn't a pattern, then my other advice would apply. I wonder if it's just been in the last few days that he notices that his mom is pregnant, if that has anything to do with it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, she doesn't tell us how far along she is. Uh, I think she said, um, I thought I read five months. Did oh, I okay. Right? I, uh, I don't see. think that's in I, this one, but maybe it's elsewhere on the Facebook oh, no, site. No, no, that's right. No, I'm pregnant. That's right. Yes, I was thinking that there was, I'm, I've got two different stories confused. Yes, she's pregnant. So, you know, how far along, it doesn't say, but but has he just realized he's not going to be the uh, only game in town or whatever that means for him? Oh, you know, really, that's interesting. Let's say she's five months pregnant. Let's just okay. use that one, even though we don't have that information. Well, right. let's say, let's do both things that you've talked about. One is, yeah, if they've just discovered that they're pregnant, and and can he compute that and understand that, and is he having some resentment? Possibly. Now, two years old, I think if she, I think he would, if he's computing resentment, it might start at around when, when he's really gotten used to the idea and she's four or five months pregnant mm -hmm. or, or more. And she is just not paying attention to him as much because she's very tired. Maybe she has to have bed rest. I mean, we don't know. It could be anything. So now she's not paying as much attention to him. And maybe now he's starting to compute. Oh, and so, yeah, the anger can be an attention getting device. The tantrums can be part of that. They, they're mm -hmm. still stimulated from within, but they, but yep. they, that can be, wrapped in there there can be resentment wrapped in there um and one thing you we can do if 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 she thinks this is some of what's going on is is more you know more dad so more um uh, he gets he need if she's very tired and, and she has to have bed rest or something like that and she can't pay as much attention to him then you know this is time for more dad more extended family more of others paying attention to him uh, so he's getting the all that attachment all that's those needs are met um uh but you have brought up something very, very interesting in these relationships. Let's say dad is gone a lot and all all the child has is mom. You know, two years old, it's all been mom. Yes, some of this individuation behavior and terrible twos behavior can kick in and be stimulated by that external, which stimulates the personality development that's going to happen anyway, right? The individuation that's going to happen anyway. And it gets wrapped around anger and resentment and it's toward her. 
Uh, so I'm glad you brought that up. That could that could be operative. Now, the fact that uh, we started this with that really short question about uh, testosterone and tan- uh, tantrums would suggest that this is um, w- that we might be saying that this is just a boy issue. But for anybody who's had a daughter who's had tantrums, um, we'd probably beg to differ. So, right. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, so <laughs> my daughter's had tantrums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so in terms of toddlers and toddler brains, because we talk a lot about some of the differences between, say, a male brain or a, a female brain, generally speaking, with toddlers and tantrums, is that a brain difference issue, or are both brains basically running the same way at this point, responding in the same way? And so boys don't have more tantrums than girls, or do they? Um, tantrums are part of sort of your personality genome, the extent to which you throw tantrums and the way you throw them. I mean, every child will have tantrums because the world is overwhelming for a two-year-old brain. So, you know, they're going to have tantrums. But in terms of kind of the deeper stuff, I would say it's a human thing. It's a human thing. It's it's part of brain development to have tantrums. And then... And it fits on certain personality genomes in different ways. Um, some are more physically aggressive when they throw tantrums. Some kids are less so. A lot of this is genetic. And then we can add on, though, the male-female. So when we add on the male-female, the primary differences we'd be looking at um, that people may be unconsciously observing in their girls and boys and not realizing they're observing it is that is that often the the girls can have a tantrum, but often their their frontal lobe is more active than the male frontal lobe kind of throughout the lifespan and um and you know absolutely definitely in the first five years of life so they don't and and word centers are up in the frontal lobe so females can get to words and to organizing what they need to on words more quickly than males and so like like this boy is an example yes he uses words he's got words and he's saying he's saying those words but a lot of that time that he's having this tantrum he actually can't form words for this, uh, for all of what's going on for him. Um, and his sister, let's say he has a sister when she's two, if if the pattern holds, it's very probable that she's going to be able to get to words more quickly um, just because of more frontal. And it's also probable that she's going to have more impulse control, especially physical impulse control, while throwing the tantrum than the boy is, because that's part of what the frontal does. Um, it helps control impulses. And the male brain... Um, more cerebellum dependent, less frontal. So guys can wreak more physical havoc uh, quite often. doesn't mean girls won't throw things and all that. They do. But you tend to see that more among males, more kicking, um, more throwing things. So more physical, spatial, because their frontal isn't controlling that impulse the way it is in girls. So you can see that it's a multi-layered answer because it is very human to have tantrums, but there are male-female differences that could be at play. Hmm. That's really interesting, um, because you know when you when you have a, a boy at two who's who's very verbal, um, which isn't often the case or always the case, but he's very verbal. I, I I think it's really important to hear again what you're saying that he may be saying words, but they may not be articulating all the emotive stuff or whatever's going on behind those words. He says the words, but it's not really getting to what's going on. That he's yeah. so overwhelmed. 
Yeah, and all these kids are only two, right? They're only right, two or three. Right. So even girls, yes, they tend to develop their words quicker, no doubt. But even they can be saying something, but they're not. It's not fully connecting because this. It's just the words, the word brain, and the words to feelings, and the words to to um, uh, cerebellum. You know, these things have not fully formed for anyone. And then you add on, yeah, then you add on male female brain difference, and you've got boys who are even less likely. Uh, so, so I'm an example. I threw a lot of tantrums as a boy. I was a very verbal boy, but I still threw a lot of tantrums. And I know that at two, I was saying things and they were right <laughs> to me, but there was a lot I could not articulate. And, mm -hmm. and certainly, you know, these, this, these kids can't articulate like what you wisely brought up. Maybe what I'm feeling is I'm not getting enough attention. And mm -hmm. so this is an attention getting device, right? Well, they can't articulate yep. any of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, when we have, uh, especially toddlers who are very verbal, uh, it, it, this seems weird, but it, it's, it's easy for us to forget that they're just two years old yeah, because exactly. they're speaking so articulately. And so we feel like we can sit down and just have this adult to adult conversation with them. Okay. What's going on? Tell me, uh, use your words. Uh, and it doesn't look work like that for a toddler, you know, and for a lot of us, 63 year old men, we still have a hard time doing that. <laughs> so, um, so I, I think it's really fascinating. Um, you know, all those things you're saying, first of all, let's reiterate again, this could be very normal behavior. Um, and, uh, you know, watch it, maybe pull back, you know, let it work out rather than always kind of intervening, see what's going on. And then just check if, if it's, if it keeps going for a while, uh, then maybe it's time just to talk to a therapist and figure out, uh, if there's something that you need to work on. I, th that's all great advice. Uh, I want to pick up on the testosterone for just a few minutes again, mm -hmm. just so people are clear. Um, I think when, when, uh, people have a boy toddler who is, acting out or having tantrums it's a natural question to ask about testosterone you wouldn't necessarily ask that about your daughter so talk again about what testosterone that you, you talked about those three phases which was really fascinating what is it that testosterone does in the womb what is it it does pre-puberty and what does it do uh then once we hit puberty for guys just so p parents get sort of a, a sense if they're raising a boy these are the things they can look forward to with testosterone Okay. Yeah, when the I would say probably the most profound effect of testosterone is is the the in utero effect because it's it's the or it's the most profound effect that we maybe don't realize. Um because what it does, right? Once the at around 4 to 6 weeks, those chromosome markers uh that are on the on the Y, right? So the female baby is an XX the male is an XY, right? That fetus. And those chromosome markers on the Y kick in. They tell the mom to hit hit that that sac with a little bit of her androgenic hormone, which then triggers the testes to drop inside the womb. The testes drop. They're flooding now the system with all that testosterone. And it's in that time from four to six weeks to around six months that the male and the female brain differentiate. So the female, the XX brain, right, stays what we call female, and the, X, and the XY brain, the, ma the male brain, differentiates, and it's testosterone that did that, and, um, and we all want to remember, some females are higher testosterone than right. other females, some males are higher testosterone than other males, but there are no females who are higher testosterone than the lowest testosterone male, 
right? Mm, so interesting. Now the the place where you'd see a modification is if you go that's an XXY or an XYY, an intersectional kid, who, uh, but that's that's very rare and and it's it's not part of this discussion. But right. just know that we know everyone should know that we know what an intersection. Uh, uh, you know this is this is a child who has XXY or XYY, but most kids are XX XY, and. Um, so that male is going to have more testosterone. It will have set that brain up to be a male brain. And that's, remember, a lot of what's affecting this male toddler. It isn't that he's necessarily getting a wash of testosterone that makes him angry. It's that he has a male brain. That male brain was set up um, to act like a male brain. And so when he gets overstimulated, um, like... For, Another, for instance, is when the female brain gets overstimulated, when females get overstimulated they and their stress level goes up, they get more blood flow in the on the worry side, what we call the worry side of the amygdala. Males get more um, blood flow in the brain on the anger side, hmm. right, which is more more physical anger, more I'm hitting the table. You know, I've got to get this anger out of me. I'm going to go punch a punching bag. You know, it's we're getting more on that side. Females are getting more on the worry side where they're processing, where they're getting anxious. And that's an example of what testosterone set up in utero. It differentiated these brains, even down to the level where a male brain's amygdala is going to operate a little differently than a female. So that's really what testosterone does. Then while the child, you know, after the child is born, testosterone does exist. Uh, the cells have testosterone in them. Um, so there can be an effect, uh, especially when the, the male is um, hitting 8, 9, 10 pre-puberty. Now he's starting to get spikes of testosterone, you know, like seven spikes of it, surges of it per day. And that continues through adolescence. And so so we can notice more than at two. At two, testosterone is having a little effect on that. You know, the testosterone flowing through the cells now is having a little, a little bit of an effect. But, you know, 9, 10, 11, parents can start to notice like, oh, he you know, he got angry. He gets angry every morning at 9 a.m., you know, or something like that. Between 9 and 10, he gets angry at me. Um, and I've had this with the Wonder of Boys. And when I first started pointing this out back, this is in the mid-90s, I would get emails from parents or, or letters saying, oh, he got a testosterone surge, you know. Because <laughs> uh, like males, we get them five to seven times a day. We get one in the morning around between 8 and 9, you know, maybe at 11, 12, you know. We get them at various times of the day. So, yeah. So when he's getting those surges, especially in adolescence, he can get more angry with that testosterone surge or more withdrawn. Uh, and so, so testosterone has a profound effect. But it's and I think the most profound effect for the first 10 years of life of a child's life, the most profound effect is actually what it did to the brain in utero. Mm. Mm. Great. That's really helpful. Thank you. Uh, so parents, hopefully that that will have been helpful for you, too, as you think through particularly your uh, the boy that you're raising in your life. Uh, Michael, this has been really good stuff, as always. So thank you very, very much. Oh, thank you. And thanks for these questions. These are just great questions. Yeah, great questions. And if you if you want to uh, send a question to us, go to wonderofparenting.com, wonderofparenting.com. There's a, a submission form there. And just fill that out and we'll get it. We'll respond to you to say we got it and we'll put it in the queue. Uh, and again, you can go to our Facebook page, uh, Wonder of Parenting. It is a closed group. So you need to hit the join button. We'll let you in. And then uh, you can 
ask your questions. You've got other parents who are going to share wisdom and advice, and sometimes they'll share videos and book resources with you. So it's a great site for those of you who are raising kids, and uh, that's, again, on our Facebook page. We're going to be back next week. We're going to uh, pull another question off of Facebook, and uh, it's going to be about lying and what do we do with our kids when they start lying. So it should be a good a good. Uh, discussion with michael michael again once it's been good to have you with us oh yeah thanks tim for making all this happen all right thanks everyone we'll be back with you next time for the wonder of parenting podcast Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.